0: Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves.
1: Good morning, good morning, you all. Um, I definitely am ready to talk with you this morning. Um, um, and uh, we're having a good discussion today. We're going to be talking about governmental benefits. Taming them can be a long journey. We're going to be um, um, having a talk with uh, my brother Reginald Campbell, who, as you know, for all of you regular listeners, has been um, on uh, my show before. Now, my name again is Teresa E. Keeves, and I'm your host for Put It All on the Table through mediation, and um, I want to say that since I have talked to you, I hope that everything has been going great for you, that you all are looking forward to this weekend. Look, guys, I have questions for you. Did Easter come fast or what? Wow. You know, time in itself is flying by, and I do mean flying by. That's why I don't mess around with, with what I need to do in my life, and I'm sure that you guys don't either. As I was talking with my brother a couple of weeks ago, who, you know, by the way, again, is going to be uh, my guest for today's show, he said, Sister, you know, Easter is on the 5th of April, and da, da, da. I said, Wait a minute. What do you mean it's on the 5th of April? It's like more the middle of April, right? He goes, no, it's the 5th. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was thinking it was maybe like the 12th or maybe actuality. I was wishing that it was the, it was the 12th. Um, and, um, so, you know, it came so fast. I mean, I did, you know, I, I, I know Ash Wednesday came by and I didn't do that. And, you know, Palm Sunday and then bam, here's Easter, you know, whoo. I guess I need to slow it down and take a little time to enjoy the view as Barbara Walter has coined for her television show. And I'm certain that a number of you out there are on the same bandwagon as I. Oh, well, slow it down. I say, nevertheless, I will be prepared with the Easter egg die for the kids and cooking a good dinner and inviting the, the family over. Okay. For today's show, I have again invited, as I said earlier, my wonderful and talented brother, Reginald Campbell, to talk with us about the long plight that individuals can encounter as they are seeking governmental assistance for benefits. The title of my show today is Governmental Benefits, Obtaining Them Can Be a Long Journey. Now, before we get into that, I want to quickly talk to you for a few moments about a couple of things. All right, here we go. My brother sent me a video from um, a show. It's called Advise Show News. The host name is Philip, and the show airs out of Houston, Texas. And the host is describing this video that I'm going to talk to you about is from the NYPD police officer who is described to be on a power trip. As he pulled this guy over for an alleged citation, and what this video is showing is how aggressive how aggressive and angry the police officer is at a Uber driver in New York as that's U B as in boy E R. Now, for all of you who are not aware, a Uber driver is an individual who can drive and make money by driving fares in the city of New York, in the city of New York. Um, it's, um, you know, they don't necessarily have to go through the uh, regular rigors that a taxi driver uh, goes through, but they can, it's called the Uber app. And I invite you to go online and check it out um, if you care to. It's interesting. It's U-B-E-R-A-P-P. And this app allows individuals who have a car to drive, individuals around the city of New York. The description of this program states in part that anyone with a valid driver's license, personal car insurance, a clean record, and a car, no special driver license or previous experience needed, your car must have four doors, (laughs) you know, especially a Prius, Fusion, or Accord, and meet your city's requirement. And it has to be a 2004 or newer. All right. The description also says that you can work wherever whenever you want and make like twenty seven dollars an hour. Okay? Now that's a decent living for most individuals here in our country, particularly in New York City, where everything is quite expensive. Okay. According to the business insider reporter Maya Kosoff, the description of what happened is as follows. The police um, abuse of Uber driver in New York City, Seth says in the video's description, in an unmarked car, the policeman was allegedly attempting to park without using his blinker at a green light. His reverse lights weren't even on and likely double parked without hazards on. The Uber driver pulled around and gestured that he should use his blinker casually and non-offensively, and kept driving us. Now, Seth is one of the, that was in this Uber driver's car. I should have explained that sooner, but I'm explaining it now. The policeman quickly pulls up behind us, and this is what happened. Okay, well, the police officer got out, and he was very angry with the driver. He was shouting, and it's all caught on tape. Well, I could tell you that the officer, as I said, was screaming and it was all being recorded by the Uber driver's passenger, Sanjay Seth, and was uploaded immediately to YouTube. One of my first questions is what is happening to our world? Are individuals who are not only police officers, just individuals in general, are, are they losing it? What is behind all of this anger and rage that we are singing, seeing particularly in recent years? Now, in accordance with the reports I was researching, the police officer was not following protocol for using safe driving methods, which is something he should enforce to drivers on the street who are not following the correct protocol. Correct? <laughs> wow. Well, I invite you to pull this video up and or read the report from Business Insider dated April 1st, 2015 and read it. And the video is downloadable there as well. Okay, now. Let's move on here. I had a small claims case yesterday and the plaintiff, who was an older gentleman and a former U.S. Army personnel, as he proudly wore his decorated hat, to show off how proud he was for being in the military, was suing the defendant for $2,500, okay? And I will tell you all that it took a while to get exactly what the defendants were being sued by from the plaintiff as his testimony was very convoluted in his explanation. Now, there are a number of questions that I posed to the plaintiff because of the reason I just mentioned and in addition, I also gave my, you know, I also give my litigants a chance to be heard, as I do in my mediation practice. I'm not one of these people who are gonna, you know, rush things. Uh, don't get all of the, uh, the the evidence, um, uh, submitted, um, the testimony, and just just quickly come to judgment. I'm I'm not gonna do individuals like that. All right. The gentleman had the defendants to assist him. And selling his home here in the state of Arizona as he was moving to California. So it seemed from what he was telling in court. Now the plaintiff stated that the defendants who, by the way, are in the business for helping people sell their homes. They staged them. One of the individuals, the gentleman was, was the, uh, was the real realtor and they also repaired the necessary things in order to expedite the sale of a home. And at the end of the day, everybody makes money once the home is sold. Okay, moving along. The parties engaged in signing of a promissory note for a transaction that they agreed to pertaining to selling this gentleman's home. Okay, the plaintiff stated that he had to move back from California back in October of 2014 because the defendants were not doing the right thing as far as getting his home sold, all right? Now, I will tell you that after listening to the convoluted testimony from the plaintiff, I did get to what actually was happening, which they all agreed to as I recited what it is that I got out of what they were saying. Now, what happened is that the plaintiff was very hard to work with as he refused to sign the papers at closing and of course, you know, this is putting everybody in jeopardy. You know, the new homeowners, the title company, the defendants, all of those who had a stake in these matters, all because the plaintiff states that he didn't tell the defendants to pay him the $2,500 in monthly payments that he was receiving and also refusing to cash the money orders that the defendants was sending to him. Okay. Now, the defendant showed evidence of sending the monies to the plaintiff and showing evidence that the plaintiff received it as they sent it, uh, what I call certified mail, which nowadays is somewhat snail, snail mail. And, and you know, the – and also so the plaintiff's out the money. He goes, yeah, here I have the money orders right here, and I'm not going to cash them. Okay. Now, what was that, guys? What was the reason for him taking the court's time and spending costs for court, which the defendant did as well in order to deal with this matter? Now, this is why I allow people to talk, not to do a dissertation, understand that, and not to repeat themselves, understand that as well, but so that I can have full understanding And actually, they can have full understanding of what it is they want and actually what it is they need from coming to court. Now, in this case, he, the plaintiff, didn't have a case. His concerns were already resolved. You understand? Because they were paying him the money and he was refusing to cash the the money orders and one was a cashier's check and simply because he and his wife didn't agree to them sending him the money in a monthly payment. Really, guys, who cares? You're sending me the money. I got proof of it. I'm good. Keep doing it until I'm paid, okay? I explained um, this to the gentleman very sternly but very gingerly to him and the defendants. And my primary, primary objective, as I do in my mediation cases, is wanting the individuals to understand why they came to court and, and it also uh, uh, collectively in hopes that they are learning something why they are in the court and or why they're in the mediation process. Naturally, ladies and gentlemen, I dismissed the case because he really didn't have a case, okay? Now, all right, let's bring my wonderful brother on, Reginald Cedric Campbell. I just want to, uh, give you a little bit of his long, long um, accomplishments. He is presently supervisor and administrator for Abraxas and CEO group in Illinois. And I think I have already told you guys that he um, has landed a fabulous job here in Arizona. So he will be coming here, um, stationed here in a few weeks. Yay! Um, he landed a great job as a therapist, which he will be fabulous at. And some of his credentials are he has a B.A. in Mass Communications, Liberal Arts. He is certified mental health professional. He is also certified child welfare caseworker. He's certified in trauma therapy, certified BSM 4 Diagnostic Statistical Manual, which is very important among the psychological community. He has 10 years of experience in dealing with the beginning middle and ending stages of HIV and AIDS. He has twenty years as a psychological caseworker, juvenile court experience, and client substance abuse. And he is a member of the American Counseling Association and the Psychological Association. Let's bring Reginald on. Good morning, Reginald.
2: Good morning. Count down to Arizona. <laughs>
1: Hey, 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 as I'm saying. As I said earlier, um don't don't move don't move it too fast. Um you know, just uh, take take the take the little time to um uh in, in enjoy the view. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. this 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 topic I want to get into it because I think it's very important and I know that our listeners are going to um enjoy this topic as well. Um yeah. This is, the topic is about governmental benefits and obtaining them can be a long journey. Now, um, we're, we're going to talk in depth about this. I'm very excited about this, this conversation and I want to take a break so that we can have more time to discuss because, you know, time goes by so quickly, (laughs) you know, when we're talking. And uh, but we're going to take a break right now and then we'll come right back and we're going to jump right into our conversation. Thank you. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keyes. Give me a call at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediation talk show dot expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes please give me a call for a
0: Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful day here um, in Arizona. The weather is not too warm. Um, today, you know, we were way up in the nineties in some parts. It was almost a hundred and, um, and nevertheless, with me, every day is a great day, and I'm ex am very excited that I have my brother on again today as we are going to be discussing governmental benefits and obtaining them can be a long journey. All right, brother. Let's jump into it. Okay. The topic of this show is, you know, I you know, is is about governmental benefits and obtaining them can be a real task for, for some, you know, for most people, not some for most people. And I just want to throw, um, a, a history fact in here real, real quick, Reginald, as you and I like to, dis- to discuss history. And however, you are a great purveyor of history facts. That's no joke. And that's my unbiased opinion. And I want to start this discussion by saying the following. Shortly after the 74th Congress, convened in January of 1935, President Roosevelt sent his economic security bill to Capitol Hill. The administration proposal was transmitted to the Congress on January 17, 1935, and it was introduced that day in the Senate by Senator Robert Wagner, a Democrat from New York, and in the house by Congressman Robert Dalton, a Democrat in, in North Carolina, and David Lewis, a Democrat from Maryland. Now, the bill was referred to Senate, the Senate Finance Committee and the White House Ways and Means Committee. And on August 14th, 1935, President Roosevelt signed the bill into law at a ceremony in the White House Cabinet Room. Now, right off the bat, Reginald, let's briefly discuss why Social Security benefits were created in the first place in this country.
2: Well, Social Security businesses were created um, to give our seniors uh, a way to support themselves, a way, as, as President Roosevelt said and felt that wanted to give people who are in their upper years, who had retired from their job, uh, a way to live the remaining years of their life in dignity. Uh, so they would have a monthly income that would allow that. Um, a certain amount of money would be taken out of their weekly or bi-weekly check, put aside, and then they would be able to have that money when they retire to continue to live uh, out of poverty, continue to live in a respectful manner. Uh, And actually the social security that was implemented in this country was an exact copy that Mm -hmm. was implemented in Germany uh, under Bismarck. Uh, Okay. Social Social security, um, and unfortunately, I have to have to bring this part in. Unfortunately, okay. uh, when uh, President Roosevelt passed that bill, not one Republican senator voted for that bill.
3: Mm-hmm. Not,
2: not one. And so okay. we could, um, you know, if we want to fast forward, we could um, see other things that have uh, gone the bipartisan way. But that was the mm-hmm. main reason why President Roosevelt instilled. That to give people dignity to live out their senior years, and then as the years went by, uh, Social Security began to expand to other ways, in other ways that uh, you know to help mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. as well, other other people in need.
1: And yeah, exactly. And that's something that um, uh, you know bills that have been passed in this country do. You know they start off with the bases. And they get that basis firmly planted, and then they amended, let's say along the way in order that you know so that it can grow and expand, as you said, and that it could be collectively uh bigger and stronger um su- such as the voting rights bill and uh Medicare Medicaid, which we probably will, will get into some of the Medicaid and Medicaid uh discussion, okay, fabulous now, right out the gate. When an individual is in need of disability benefits, Reginald, they contact the governmental agency and talk to an employee and then they're off to the races, so they think. And it's mm-hmm. and it's not and, and it's not shortly thereafter. Let's say that ninety nine percent of the time that person is being denied. Why right. do you think this is happening, Reginald?
2: Well, I would say one hundred and twenty percent of the time, that person is denied. Every, mm-hmm. whenever a person applies for Social Security, they mm-hmm. will be rejected. One
3: hundred
2: and ten percent. Then the person is off to the races. Um, mm-hmm. This is where an attorney or a mediator,
3: mm-hmm. and I'm
2: going and I push you towards mediation. Can come in and help that person. So, mm-hmm. if a person uh, wants, if a client wants benefits, and he has a um, he or she has a psychological uh, issue, mm-hmm. and they're unable to work, so now the person has to gather all of the information from. If they're seeing a therapist, they will need to gather that information. Uh, any psychological examination. Uh, Mm -hmm. they'll need to uh, get information from their physician and or psychiatrist of the uh, medication that that they are using, basically to build a case to show why they should receive these benefits because they are unable to hold full-time employment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If there's a physical disability, if a person is injured on the job or no longer is able to work or they develop a a health uh, reason why they are not able to work, the same type of documents would need to be gathered as well. Uh Um, Unfortunately, from from what I see, a lot of people, when they get that rejection notice, they're Uh devastated. They're devastated because usually they're in financial uh, you a know, really tight financial means.
3: Mm-hmm. And some people, that
2: mm-hmm. they don't have the knowledge and don't know where to go, they will they will give up. And they will never yeah. receive those benefits that they're entitled to.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: they are entitled to those benefits. If you mm-hmm. works, and you put that, that money is taken out of your salary each week, each biweekly or whatever, you are entitled to that money. That is your money that the government that Uncle Sam has taken away and put aside so it's mm-hmm. not like you're getting something for free this is exactly. your money that you're entitled to
1: mhm yeah and that is and that's you know a very true statement that you made here Reginald that a lot of people because i have talked with a number of people just like you have and a lot of people, they, they, they just immediately give up. Well, you know, they, they told me I was not eligible and, uh, so I don't, I, I give up. And I think a lot of it, um, Reginald is that a lot of the individuals, and this is not, um, a negative ding on people, but they are ignorant to the facts of what it is that they can do in order to Absolutely. accomplish what it is they need. For themselves. Right. And, and, right. and the, you know, I, and you know, I, you know, I can go on, you know, about this. However, I just want to say this too, brother, that I feel, now this is, this is me. I feel mm-hmm. that the government should not be, but you know, that, that, that goes without saying that the government mm-hmm. should not be such a negative stickler in doing this to right. people. I mean, they have been doing right. this for so long. And, and, yeah. and my hope is that one day someone actually take them to task on this and tell them enough is enough and too much stinks, you know, because mm-hmm. why are you doing people like this? And as I said, for those who are ignorant to the fact and or for those who feel that, okay, I know I need to hire an attorney. I, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them don't know about mediator and this is why I'm putting myself out here to let people know that if you need um help, you know, assistance, contact me or um a, a mediator other than myself who has the professional know-how and skill to get uh the job done that you need done. And uh, and Absolutely. they can help you. A mediator is um you know as you know as i've always said more cost effective and more timely mm-hmm. as well so a lot of people don't know of their options out there and this is why right. i applaud myself for having this program on um so that i want to um you know it's not just for advertisement of myself but um mm-hmm. you know it's to also to educate people um in in what it is that they can do um to to deal with th- their rights that are not being um given to them you know. I mean,
2: absolutely. Um, and and, and it's, it's I mean this is such information sharing. So even if um, a person is in is in another state other than California and they're listening to this program and they're getting that information, now they know that they can contact a mediator and, and, and I'm pushing for the mediator because you a good mediator, you can get the same thing done um, instead of going to an attorney for a fraction of the cost. So if they're in Ohio, St. Louis, or whatever, and, and they're not going to contact you, now they can, now that they know that they can contact a mediator in their state who can assist them with that, now they can be off to the races to go through all of the bureaucracy, the unnecessary mm-hmm. bureaucracy that mm-hmm. is uh, holding them up, keeping them from getting benefits that they deserve. And I have to say, they deserve, they, they've earned these benefits.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And in
2: other other cases um, for Social Security, and and hopefully, I I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, uh, but Social Security has expanded uh, to cover other individuals as as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, let's say if an individual um, has passed away and he he or she has worked and, and earned that Social Security and they have children, that have been left behind. Now those benefits can be passed on to those children to assist those children to continue to live in a respectful manner as well. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So
2: that's, one of the, that's one of the ways that it has expanded over, over the years. So, uh-huh. so, it's, so it, it's, it's like a shotgun method. It came out as a bullet, but as years went by, it became a shotgun method to, um, uh, to help and, and assist other people, and and, mm-hmm. and I really think it's a shame that there's a certain party uh, who, and, and I have to say it, I'll just say Republican, uh, there's no shame in my game, who have been trying to eliminate altogether or chop to the bone this program since it's mm-hmm. been implemented.
1: Yes, it is, and I don't, I don't know what their thinking is. I don't know their you know their their whole um uh method for why it is that they want to do this but um it's very very important and I've say this again I know I talk about this on um 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 I, I talk about this a lot on the business side but however this is business if we do not have a thriving populace ladies and gentlemen then we do not have a populace if we do not have an educated populace then we do not have a populace. It's real simple. It isn't anything that you need to go and and research all of the scholars about. It's very, very simplistic. Now, I want to discuss this even further, Reginald, but I'm going to need to take a break right now. Come back with us so that you can hear more about governmental benefits. Thank you. Thank <music> you. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keeves. Give me a call at 480-283-7270. Or email me at Teresa at mediation talk show dot expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your dispute. Please give me a call for a zero two eight
0: You're listening to Put It All on the Table through Mediation with Teresa E. Keeves.
1: Thank you for returning with me. My guest this morning is my fabulous brother, Reginald Campbell. We're discussing governmental benefits and obtaining them can be a long journey. And uh, before we took our break, we were talking about um, individuals who do not have the knowledge and or wherewithal or maybe the monetary means for um, uh, getting through what it is they need to get through when they are denied their uh benefits and social security disability benefits and uh we also was talking about it's it's a shame how uh certain members of congress are actually standing in the way of this and or wanting to actually get rid of the social security program now having uh, said that Reginald, i um you know in, in my research um i have something that i would like to uh discuss here our U.S. News states that all of the baby boomers will be over the age of 65 in the year 2030, which is 15 years from now. A lot of people hear 2030 and they go, oh, that's down the road. No, that's just 15 short years. And knowing that Congress is constantly sticking their foot, as we we're talking about, in the fact of trying to change the Social Security program and or get rid of it. Personally, mm-hmm. as you said, I want to ecu- ec- echo this that I think is a shame. However, I would like for you to expound on on who all this can hurt should this program go awry.
2: This program, uh, now, first of all, it it's solid. Um, certain people will like to, certain politicians would like for you to think that, oh, it's in shambles, oh, it's going to end any minute and all of this, but it's not. The program is in solid shape, so... If they're telling you that on the news or you're hearing that on the news, it's not true. It's in solid shape. Mm -hmm. Um, So by eliminating that program, now, I would like for some of these Congress uh, men and women who want to eliminate this program to think about where the people, how the people would survive if these benefits were taken from them. And... I know that they have people in their district who they represent, who they work for, who are receiving these benefits. And, these uh, benefits
1: and, and, and not to not to interrupt you, brother, but 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 mm-hmm. you know, uh, more than likely their family members. Okay, let's throw Absolutely. that in too.
2: <laughs> that's why I was going next. Absolutely. Okay, that's why I was mm-hmm. going next. I know darn well that there are family members who are receiving Social Security. And it's a shame that they try and make this program sound like it's something shameful, like it's something that's a burden on society. It is not a burden on society. If people are working and that money has been taken out of their paychecks and they work 30, 40, 50 years, they deserve that money. And then on the Mm -hmm. other hand, um, people who... Say youngsters um, uh, who are receiving benefits as I stated earlier from from a parent, they deserve those benefits because their parent worked to provide for them to have those benefits so exactly. it is, it's like a like an insurance policy, so mm-hmm. um, that program would affect so many people and the majority of people and I want people to hear this very well. I, I want you to put your ear. To the computer or put on your headphones as I say this, the majority of people receiving Social Security are not seniors. They're children and yes, young adults are.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and children with disabilities. That is the majority of the population who are receiving Social Security benefits. Now, exactly.
1: You take mm-hmm.
2: those Social Security benefits from those. I mean, how hard can, can we be as a society?
1: As to a country. Think
2: of taking those benefits. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so, again, I want to say it is not our seniors. The majority of people who are receiving Social Security are not seniors. There are children, adolescents, and children with disabilities.
1: Exactly. And as you said, how heartless would that be that you would do something like that to these children who this country always boasts of? You know, this is our future. You know, we want to you yeah. know, we're, we take care of our future and, and so forth and so on. Well, yeah. you know, they aren't doing a very good job of it if they're uh, constantly talking about uh, wanting to. um uh, Demolish this program that has has done nothing but wonderful things assisted our citizens and um you know it's, it's something great there's so many other things that they need to be concentrating on but it seems like for whatever the reason or reasons are um Congress uh, uh, focuses on things that they don't need to be focusing on and Social security and this and this program is 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 one of them now, Absolutely. having said, having said that, Reginald, now as I'm, you know, uh, you know, reading, you know, educating myself, so therefore I could, you know, um, you know how I am about education. Every mm-hmm. two years I got to go to school and get some kind of degree or certification. The stats mm-hmm. also say that our life expectancy has gone up. As I reported yes. on uh, one of my recent shows, Woody Morstan, who, um, is, is, uh, who is a mediator and he's been at it for a long time and he's fabulous. Um, that life expectancy for human beings is 150 years. Now, having said that, Reginald, programs such as disability, social security, and all other programs that assist us in, in, in maintaining our life, particularly once we are no longer in the everyday work arena, Mm-hmm. need to be need to be revamped in order to accommodate the longer life expectancy that we are heading toward what are your thoughts on that
2: absolutely because with with science and medicine and everything you know people are living longer which means that mm-hmm. people will need these benefits for a longer period of time
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so again, this is another reason why these benefits are so helpful to people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, it's, it's you know again it's just heartless, and it and it just really it's really frustrating to me whenever I hear these conversations about eliminating, cutting back, cutting some more of Social Security. Mm-hmm. So with a, with life expectancy. Uh, you know, be longer, as as you were saying, uh, here again, these benefits are going to be uh, very important for people to continue to have, uh, in order to have a a respectable life, Uh, you Mm -hmm. know, to be able to live, to be able to provide for themselves, to be able to Mm -hmm. provide the basics. You know, we're not Mm -hmm. talking fancy. We're talking providing the basics. And people mm-hmm. are going to need that. They are going to need that program.
1: Absolutely. And, um, you know, particularly, uh, you, you know, you I'm sure you and a lot of my listeners out there have have heard this, you know, that, um, as I said, I'm not one for age because it's not important. All right. But people who are 50 years or, or 60 years, if you look at people who are 50 years or 60 years, and let's just compare them to your parents okay mm-hmm. and your parents parents how they looked when they were 50 60 70 years old they don't look like that anymore people are Definitely. very young and thriving and vibrant and uh they got a whole different um uh a uh, mindset about themselves they're 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 very in tune to keeping up with their bodies you know this this baby boomer generation mm-hmm. um they you know they're in tune to keep Keeping their bodies, their means, they they understand, they've learned, they've attained a lot of wisdom, which I feel is all complementary to why you know we are living uh, 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 longer. You know, so um, I I say that um, you know that that uh, the you know the, the the social security program you know is and and the disability and all the other programs that have come after that is very 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 mm-hmm. essential. Um, um, to, to our population. Now we have to take a break in about three minutes, but I want to get this, this, this question, this question okay. out. Okay, Reginald. So now you, Reginald, have assisted so many people out there for acquiring these governmental benefits that we are talking about today. Now, when we come back, I want you to discuss with me and my listeners, What are some of the potential roadblocks that individuals do to themselves as they are applying for these benefits simply because they are not privy to completing the forms out correctly and how you have assisted them in getting this process done? So we're going to talk about that. Taking a break, ladies and gentlemen, please return with us. Do you know that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard, give me a call. Professional Mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at MediationTalkShow.expert.
0: Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves.
1: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for returning with me and my fabulous guest, uh, my brother, Reginald C. Campbell, as we were talking about the difficulties in um, um, pertaining to uh, governmental benefits as people are reaching out um, when they need it. Now, before we took a break, I I to my brother, because I do know my brother has assisted many, many people in acquiring their governmental benefits, and I wanted him to talk about that, um, you know, a bit to um, uh, our listeners about what it is, you know, some of the things that he de- uh, did to help people um, get over the roadblocks, <clears throat> so to speak, excuse me, as they were uh, applying for these benefits.
2: Um one of the first things that I tell clients um, is not to be so – try not to get frustrated uh, because when they get that rejection letter stating you're not eligible, yada, 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 you know, people like, oh, my God, how can they tell me that I'm not eligible? You know, I'm in the hospital. I haven't worked in three years, such and such, you know, and and I let them know that it may be – it's going to be a process, but we can get through that process. Important to complete all of the applications completely don't leave anything out. If you leave anything out, that's going to be returned. That's going to be rejected. Include any and all documentation, extra documentation that you can. Um, psychological reports, if requested or needed. Um, uh, uh, physical reports by by your doctor uh, mm-hmm. or, or therapist. Uh, so any and everything that you need information and it's extra information that the client can gather uh, to help his or her case. So mm-hmm. um, the main point is because it's a bureaucracy and, and it takes a lot of time and, and people get frustrated and rightly so. Uh, so that's one of the main things is, you know, just letting people know that even though it can take a while in some cases, Uh, that uh, if you have a case and you have a good case, um, you will be rewarded uh, your benefit. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, again, it's just getting all of the information that's needed and requested and making sure, or another thing, making sure that they keep copies of everything that they send uh, because Mm -hmm. there's a tendency for things to get lost, misplaced, and you don't want to have to go, the client doesn't want to have to go through that Whole rigmarole again of mm-hmm. uh, trying to get that information again from the therapist, doctor, or former employee.
1: Exactly, and it's a very stressful uh, process. As as um, yeah. we talked about earlier, that that people need these benefits um, because they need these benefits. Now, you know, we're we're not going to talk about those out there who are doing. You know, um, um, unlawful things like you know trying to apply and they don't need it, and they are gain they are uh, able to be gainfully employed. We're not talking about them, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Because they get their they get their due um, they get their due uh, justice. Trust me, but um, we're talking about the overwhelming amount of individuals who are having a hard time in acquiring um, uh, their 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 benefits. Now, you know, I, you know, in talking about that, Reginald, I've known people and, you know, just in talking about, you know, this subject where they've told me that I've had a couple of people tell me that it took them like 10 years, you know, six years, five years, which I think is just more than excessive, you know, in order to acquire something that you need. And within this time frame, unfortunately, um, they've lost uh, a spouse, and the the spouse who was wanting to acquire it, they themselves are no longer with us. I mean, it's just—it's just totally ridiculous, don't you think?
2: Yes, I I, I think so too. And I do know of some cases where it has uh, taken two, three, four, and and five years uh, for those benefits to. Uh, to come through. Uh, now, what the government is supposed to do is supposed to back pay a client for all of that time that they've waited. Unfortunately, what is happening now, the client may get half of the money that's due to them um, with all of that time waiting. There was a time when they would receive every penny from the time they uh, applied and were and denied until the time that they were uh, accepted, uh, mm-hmm. but now they're getting about half of that money for the time waiting, uh, wh- which is a shame as well. But at least uh, the client can look forward to getting some form something. of something for those yeah. benefits, right?
1: Yeah, you know, that's going to help. Um, right. you know, help him jumpstart his him or her jumpstart their right. life. You know, in the manner that that they need to. I, you know, right. I, uh, you know, this is this is you know, I love education. This is good because I that's something that I did not know. I was not mm-hmm. privy to the fact that they were. I'm still thinking that they're getting all of the money, they're back pay, but they're getting half. And, you know, right. it's like, you know, right. like, why are they doing that? It's like give, you know, just be right with people. That's all, I, I say that a lot. Mm-hmm. I know ladies and gentlemen, you know, but just, just be right with people. You know, it's so much easier to do the right thing than the wrong thing. All right. That's and, the- um, it is, that's, that's, that's really bad. That is, that is really bad that, you know, you have these people out there who need these benefits and, you know, and they, and they can't get them. You know, it's, it's really bad. Now, the thing, the other thing that I would like to touch on, I have a couple other things because we're time is ticking down, is that okay. there was a study that showed that teens are getting shut out of the workforce, and one of the reasons is because, as I stated earlier, that baby boomers are living longer. Okay. Um. I mean, if if you, I I don't believe in the word retire because for me that means no longer useful. And as long as I'm breathing, walking, seeing, functional, I'm useful. So that's all I'm saying. That's me. All right. But um, so let's say that they're no longer in the everyday workplace. And let's say that they retired at 62. Um, mm-hmm. Their potential is to live to be 100, let's say. What are you supposed to mm-hmm. be doing in those 38 years? You know, just sitting there, just, just withering away. So these people are going after these jobs. They're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them were, um, presidents of companies and things like this. And so now right. they're doing these things in it, in addition to, um, you know, uh, in addition to uh, acquiring their, you know, their benefits, their retirement plan or, or their, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, or their social security. So, you mm-hmm. know, I just wanted to, you know, hear what, what you think about that.
2: Uh, well everything you said is is true and um, uh, what the client has to be careful with is those is they have to find out and make sure the amount of money that he or she can make per year where it doesn't affect your benefits so if you make mm-hmm. more than whatever it is they say that you're allowed to make uh, then you would be responsible for paying that money back to to the government uh, but there mm-hmm. is a certain amount of money that the person, can uh can earn per year and they just mm-hmm. have to be cognizant and find out what that is and just to make sure that they don't go over that amount uh so it won't um uh, you know interfere with their with their benefits.
1: Yeah, it won't interfere with their benefits, yeah. I just wanna quickly read something. Um uh, from another U.S. News and World Report. And it says that, uh, the Career Builder study found that the number of workers are, uh, number of workers at least 55 years old increased by 40% between 20, uh, 2001 and 2014. Graz says part of the glut has to do with baby boomers approaching retirement age, which I just, uh, mentioned. And, um, and, but there's a lot, Uh, But there's also a significant number of Americans um, who simply aren't yet financially equipped to retire after the recession cleaned out their savings. Now, we have about three minutes, Reginald. So um, can you give me one minute response on that?
2: I'm sorry. Can, Can you can you quickly repeat the question? I'm sorry. I was having a hard time here.
1: OK, um, I was reading about uh, the career builder study found that the number of workers at least 55 years old increased by 40 percent between 20 2001 and 2014. Graz says that part of the glut has to do with baby boomers approaching retirement age. But she says there is a significant number of Americans who simply aren't yet financially equipped to retire after the recession cleaned out their savings. And I said I have three minutes, so I need like a one minute response.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: And and, and that's absolutely true. Uh, You know, people have uh, fallen apart hard times during the great recession uh, of a few years ago. uh, So they have to continue to work. And, uh, you know, a lot of times no fault of their own, just things happen. And so they, now they have to just continue to work. And uh, again, as we were saying before, um, we, you know, that, that commercial used to say this is not your father's Oldsmobile. Well, you know, people now are not their grandparents. You know, they're not like they were anymore. Uh their grandparents mm-hmm. were. And they and they want to continue to work, they want to be viable and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that.
1: Absolutely. Well, Reginald, this has been another great discussion. I have probably less than a minute left, but I want to let um, individuals know that if they are ever in the need of a mediator to help them, please give me a call, 480-283-7270. I also want to thank you uh, for listening to me. I also want to thank my guest, Reginald Campbell, for joining on with me. As I told you that we will be having him on um uh very frequently and i will feel like and i do want to tell the individuals out there that i will be airing two weeks from today and when we do air two weeks from today we're going to be talking about gangs and how mediation can play a great part in um in mediating their conflicts um with that that's within the the, the gang and the family of the gang members so thank you so much for listening Have a great day, my brother. As always, I will be talking with you later and be kind to yourself and others.